0: The potential for greatness lives within each of us, I Dare. My name is Nikki Dare. I Dare was born of personal hardship, triumph, and the desire to succeed. I Dare, the acronym for Integrity of Diversity, Adaptation, Resilience, and Empowerment is the hallmark of my life, derived from learning to evolve through difficult circumstances growth experiences necessarily result from these challenges. Without the obstacles, we never would know the true meaning of success or feel the exaltation of triumphing over adversity. My personal mission, therefore, is to help you encounter your purpose and live your best, best life by unearthing your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. I did and so can you. It's about personal empowerment and unlocking your inner potential. I Dare, therefore, is a way of life. Please join me to discover your inner potential by sharing some of our own challenges. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and joining me today. Let's make it a blessed, joyful week this week. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio. Heard worldwide by millions of listeners with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast, hosted by Nikki Dare, is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. I-Dare is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Mickey Dare is the published author of The Audacity of Veracity, a columnist. Women in the Field of Western Outdoor News, California's publication of Fishing and Hunting. Ms. Dare is a certified firearms instructor in rifle, shotgun, and handgun, RSO, Range Safety Officer, and CERT, Community Emergency Response Training Member of FEMA Certified Training. Women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s. In transforming companies, and decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare.
2: Okay, apa kabar? Selamat pagi. Buenos dias. I'm Indonesian. I gotta say something, right? Bonjour. Hey, good morning. Happy to be here with you all again. Certainly, we can learn a lot from some of the serious women, fascinating women that we have on our podcast. Welcome to another inspiring session here with me, with us here at We Talk. Our goal is simple, to inspire, grow, and bring women across the globe together, collaboratively to let our voices, their voices heard, in really myriads of issues and challenges we women are facing constantly today, sharing incredible stories of their journeys to their continued successes, empowering women to break through their limiting beliefs and achieving their personal professional goals. And this morning, I have an exclusive guest, beautiful Danielle Walston, who is a business mindset, focused branding and social media strategist she guides you with critical skills you need to empower your business. Hard work takes time, and mindset has to be above the clouds every day. I think we all need this, and so do I. Hi, Danielle,
3: how are you, my dear? I am good, Nikki, thank you so much for having me today. Share with
2: us a little bit about your background and why you chose this professional career. We all have background stories. Tell us why this is so important for you and that you would like to pursue as a profession, career of your choice and everything. We'd love to hear back from you.
3: So I actually, I have a, as, as many, many entrepreneurs do, I have a very sad childhood story. I actually left home at 15, um, became an emancipated minor, which... Is was unheard of back then because that was a really long time ago, <laughs> um, and and had to learn to stand on my own two feet. It took me a long time to get the confidence to stand on my own two feet. And I started in the IT world. Um, I actually worked for one of the biggest manufacturers of computers back in the nineties when they were just starting to be uh, as popular as they are now, uh, and. Loved, love, love, love working on computers and love learning about them. So that's where I started right out of high school and where I stayed for 20 plus years. uh, I stayed, took some time off to have a son and spent some time in Africa as a missionary. But that's, I stayed in IT for a very, very long time and was feeling pretty um, stifled about two years ago and decided I needed to uh, do some more. So I had moved my way through IT and into marketing while I was working for an IT company still. So I still do, was fixing computers, but I was also doing marketing for the company I worked for and loved marketing. So I went back to school and decided as one of my master's projects, I had to start a business. And I'm like, hey, why not actually start the business? Why not? Rather than playing, let's start a business. And in three weeks, I was making very, very good income. And I was like, Wow. It's a passion
2: first. A passion first. And that's how I become a money making career. It, it really it
3: wasn't on purpose at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was a surprise to me. I had I hadn't realized that I was helping other IT guys start their own businesses for years. And they're like, Well, of course, that's what you already do. And I'm like, I do? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. That you're already doing it, whether you're we women have the tendency to be that way now was that before i forget was that because technology it when you you're in it especially in the 90s it's like unheard of you know but i mean not very many women now with the rising trend of women being the it industry it's very competitive now but back then
3: it's like huh right woman so I remember um, that. yeah when i was first doing it um in in the area that I was in, I went to an IT conference, one of the first IT conferences ever. And I was there were two thousand attendees. I was the only woman that wasn't a salesperson there from a company. I was the only actual IT woman there. Now the same conference is still going on and I attended two years ago and there were fifteen hundred women there out of 5,000 people. So, I mean, I've, I've been able to slowly watch and see things grow from literally being the only woman to being able to see 1500 at a conference. And that's huge. And honestly, the only way I made it is because of my mindset, because that is one very male dominant dominated, very chauvinistic, especially in the nineties. It's not now, but, um, it, it, it was yeah. not an easy place to be as a woman.
2: I remember when I took my, uh, but not in the 1990s, it was back in 2004, 2005, if I'm not mistaken, but I took my complete, my Comptia, the uh, Comptia MCSC. MCSC, yeah, Microsoft Computer, what is it, System? MCSC, Innocence. yes. I, I am an MCSC, yeah. so yes. <laughs> so, from nerd to another nerd, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, we um, I, I was the only girl, obviously, and uh, but but yeah, now you've seen all women rising above all of this in the industry. Now, I want to I want to touch base, um, some of and share with us how it was. I know the challenges, like, oh my gosh, you know, another a woman or just a woman, yeah, you know, some of those challenges that you had, I have to go through, gone through, uh, experience you know, with the male, such male dominant industry?
3: Oh, uh, well, I mean, everything from just being hit on, obviously, we all kind of deal with that. <laughs> I, but the biggest thing was being treated like I really had no idea what I was doing because it was, it's obvious I was just a secretary and walking into a client's, client's business to work on their computers and, and them saying, oh, is your engineer going to be here soon? No, I'm the engineer. Oh, honey, you don't know what you're doing. You exactly. haven't even heard if I know whether I'm doing or not. And then as I moved up in the company, I actually became the CEO of this company eventually, um, after many years. And and still walking into those those board meetings as the CIO or, or or the owner of an IT business was is still I mean, even last year I was still dealing with it. Is that right? Yeah. yeah that, so, I, I, so just, just, but but being able to, it took me a while to, one, and I got, not get nasty back <laughs> um, and, and not be too sassy, but but really learn how to professionally deal with things like that. And I now, I, I have, it doesn't happen as often now, but even now, I have, uh, I've been given the compliment many times. Wow, you really know how to put a group of men in their place, but, and still sound very professional and smart at it. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill that you learn after a while. <laughs> I
2: think the women have to step up a little bit and take this few steps ahead and above them, you know, the men. Uh, not just to prove ourselves, because after all, we're competing with ourselves, right? I Absolutely. Mean, especially after, that's the, the way that we should respond to some of the challenges that we face. Um, how do you balance your home life and then your busy schedule, by the way? Uh, I know that you are also said that you're a mom or a rock
3: star. Everything is under so time. well, <laughs> so My son, my son is 21 now, so my son is grown and gone. Um, but my my husband plays in two bands. He's a, a drummer for one band and a lead guitarist for another band. And I also promote local bands. So I own a third business <laughs> that that just deals with cover bands and stuff. So you will often find me out uh, in a bar singing with a band or playing bass with a band or just taking pictures and doing social media for them. I am. My, So people are like, wow, you party a lot. I'm like, well, I'm not drinking. I'm working every (laughs) day, but I'm there all (laughs) the time. So my my day on Friday is generally starts about 430 in the morning. That's when I dive into my sitting at my desk business. And then by 330 in the morning on Saturday morning, I'm dead tired and on my feet and I've got to do it again that night. So (laughs) Um, I will say my husband, my husband is with me every step of the way. We are really blessed and he is, he's home about by two o'clock every day. And he actually helps me with my business and does some work for me and with me. Um, and he, he is my biggest supporter and one of my biggest fans. And that, that makes a big difference. Um, he, he, um, has been doing this with me for years. So he knows that there are times that I have to work until 11 o'clock at night because there's just things that have to get done. But he's also here to, on a Friday afternoon, we can take off and go out for lunch together and enjoy the freedom. Lunch day. Yeah, we (laughs) have a lunch day. And and just, there's a lot of freedom that goes with owning your business, but there's also a lot of responsibility in having a spouse that truly understands that is is a really huge deal.
2: I couldn't agree more. That is very, very true. A support system at home front is
3: also important. It's It's huge. Yeah. And even my son, he's 21. He's very creative and does, and he has supported me since he was 13. He interned for my company for a while to help me out. And as I've grown, he's learned how to build websites and do other. So my son now owns his own business because he's gone through that whole entire process, entrepreneurial process with me as he's grown up. So he now owns his own business and supports himself. So being able to even help the next generation with that is, it's such a great testimonial. It, it, it's, right? so it's, fun, it's so much fun, too, to see that happen in, in the younger generation. Yeah, you know what? I think there's a lot
2: of joy uh, when you do everything in life with that in of your own passion, of uh, what you really enjoy doing, especially with the tight support system, solid support system foundation that you have from home front. Um, before we go on, because there's a couple questions I want to ask you. Let's go back to your business. Uh, Tell us uh, more about that, the business that you're working
3: So I actually own, well, like I said, I own three businesses. The the third one is just the cover band stuff, so that doesn't really have anything. Unless you're in a cover band and you need help with social media, let me know. Uh, (laughs) But uh, be Boss Boss Girl is a full support agency. We offer everything that a small business owner needs. Everything from website design, graphic design. We have VA, multiple VAs that have different specialties. We have process procedure people. So we have project managers in certified OBMs, as well as IT, obviously. That's something I still offer. As well as I'm a business strategist at heart and a marketing strategist. So I spend a lot of time doing that. And... um, so I do strategy, I don't like calling myself a coach because it's a lot more than just a coach. I'm more of a consultant when I, when I come in in that aspect. And I do that. And now I've just started, uh, let's see, we are 22 days old. We have started TBA Group, me and my business sidekick. And we are working with businesses that are ready to grow to that next level. They're ready to hire large amounts of staff and they're looking to become mini corporations. And we teach them how to do that, how to be your own CEO, because just because you can call yourself a CEO doesn't mean you're ready for a CEO. A CEO has so many different aspects of things that they have to keep track of because you're still a small, until you hit a thousand employees, you're still a small business and it's a very different space to be in than than a small business owner who has a couple contractors that work for them. To get to that point of employees and growing your business and uh, understanding the ROI of hiring internal staff versus external staff, overseas help, uh, production uh, processes, procedures, project management, all of those pieces. There's actually a bit of training that goes into learning how to be a CEO and a successful CEO. So my business partner and I teach that. She is a project manager in OBM. We both have an IT background. So she comes from the project management side, I do as well, but we have some uh, over 25 years of experience of working in the corporate world. So we're bringing that down to teaching people how to get to the corporate world in their own businesses. What are your biggest challenges
2: when you have clients in a corporate level, uh, you know, seeking for your
3: services in
2: terms of just challenges in general, you
3: know? Um, Generally, they need a lot more uh, handholding. We call that our white glove service. So their clients, small business clients are all about Zoom calls and they're fine with Zoom calls. But when you get into the corporate level, you're, you're going to be on site. You're going to be doing consistent phone calls and you're constantly going to be hand holding that person through those next steps. Um, so, so you need to make sure that you're prepared for that and, and really know how to organize that part of your life because you're going to be traveling and you're going to still have to manage your business and the rest of your business while doing those really specialty high touch clients. And that takes, that takes a lot of patience. A um, whole lot of patients sometimes, depending on the client, <laughs> um, but really knowing that you're, you're going into a, a more very personalized experience, and you need to offer more for that. It's not going to be the same as working for a small business client. When you're working with your small business clients, Zoom calls are fine. A quick email checking in with them is fine. That's enough um they don't necessarily need full processes procedures sops written things like that but when you're in the corporate world you're going to be writing some very detailed sops and some very detailed project management and the software is a completely different world from what we what most small businesses use um i say we all use we because i come from the corporate world and my team most of my team does we use corporate world software um because I can't handle using the asanas and the trellos of the world. Because you can't really truly organize things, but you have to just take those things to that next level in both your personal service and the systems that you use. Yeah, where are you located at? By the way, are you in the East Coast? I am on the East Coast. Yes, New y- York. Yes, I am in New York, but I'm closer to Buffalo, New York, the Niagara Falls area, than I am the city. <laughs> but I'm in the, so the cold. Yeah, the cold the cold, so it was negative temperatures yesterday. We're warming up people. It's one degree today. So, so it's <laughs> We're not
2: warm. We're complaining about this. I wish like, I was
3: in Florida right now. So let me tell you, uh, I'm freezing. So
2: <laughs> Right. Um, who are your clients that you're looking at uh, bringing in this, especially in the corporate, in the, in a in a branding so, in the corporate,
3: the mini corporations that we're learning to train, we're looking for um, coaches and um, people who have product-based businesses and who are looking to move. Like I said, beyond five employees or, or five contractors. Most most small businesses, when they start to hire, they're hiring contractors and outsource help. And as you grow, that's just not going to work. You need you need to control your your um, you need to control your business. You need to control all output where you can't, there's things you just can't do with a contractor. Um, however, try to do that as long as possible because financially it makes more sense most of the time. Um, but we bring in the full staff, the VAs, the processes, the, the marketing, the um, project management, all of that to help them get to the point of releasing a huge book, like a book launch or course launches or things that will help them get to that next level and help teach them how to grow a business. Because growing a business isn't assumes, oh, I need another set of hands. I'll go get another set of hands. You need to be very strategic. Because not only are you growing the physical bodies for your business, but you have to have processes, procedures, um, and all kinds of things in the background in place administratively before you move ahead with hiring and everything. Yeah,
2: yeah with, with all technology capab- uh, capabilities now these days, I mean, I'm imagining it's, it's – automation is like email marketing automation, all of these processes that you can do online now. There's so
3: many options out there. There's too many options out there. And honestly most can be like confusing, complicated, you know? Well it's it's complicated, it's confusing, and it's what what's your time investment gonna be? And something that I preach to all of my clients is okay, what's your time investment now? is this piece of software going to work for you for five years from now when you grow beyond, I mean, are you going to grow beyond that? Is that even a possibility? Some small businesses are going to stay small businesses. They're not going to grow beyond that that need for small business world software. But there are other businesses that are starting as small businesses, but their goal is to be to sell out and to get VC capital and things like that. And they need to be ready for that. That's a very different world, a very different set of employees that you need and software that you need for everything.
2: Right, exactly. I mean, you got to have to look at their vision and then a mission and vision and their strategic uh, planning, business plan, basically. How do you see yourself? How do you see your company business in five years? And then
3: you invest it accordingly. Well, yeah. Yeah, and even right. if you're starting out as a small business and, and slowly growing to that, knowing what your migration plan is, I mean, I have a story that I tell everybody that I had a client that started out as a very small business it was just him and his brother. And he bought this, he wanted a piece of software. It was free. He didn't want to spend money on it. And I, I really tried to talk him into this $5 a month software because it would be better because he'd be able to migrate off of it easily. And he argued with me, no, I'm going to use the free stuff. In two, five years, he outgrew it. And then when he came back to me and said, okay, I'm ready to move. And I'm like, well, you remember the conversation we had five years ago? Here's the email. When I told you, you can't easily migrate off of this. He's like, okay, so we'll just do whatever we need to do. It cost him $25,000 to have basically a group of secretaries retype in every piece of information from the software they were using. It would have cost him $250 over five years if he would have paid for the other software.
2: Wow. And it would wow. have been
3: a, a literal like half hour migration from the, the expensive at the time software to him, to the new software, half hour migration, which would have been a couple hundred bucks to pay somebody to do instead of costing $25,000 because he didn't plan for the future.
2: How do you feel about virtual assistants? By the way, it, it sounds like
3: everybody's trying to use those things. Are, are they effective? They, they, they can be, I mean, I have an agency that has virtual assistants, so of course I'm gonna tell you, but they aren't always right. I mean, yeah. you, when you are a small business, a VA, absolutely, when you're first starting out and you're starting to grow, absolutely hire a VA. Absolutely, right. absolutely, that is the best way to go. Hire a VA, hire a marketing specialist, but do not hire a VA expecting you're going to get somebody who's a social media strategist and a marketing specialist and a graphic artist. Don't, don't put that on a VA. That is not a VA. A VA is an administrative support person. They can help you with emails. They can help you with your processes and procedures, getting it all documented. They can help you getting your message out there. They can act as social media managers, but don't don't expect that they're going to give you the correct strategies behind everything you need. Make sure you're looking for the person that is appropriate for the areas that you're looking for.
2: Yeah, I think that's a very good advice, very good input. And how do you feel about social media? Let's talk about social media since we're in that subject. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Oh,
3: my goodness. Social media <laughs> is so important. You can't, you can't operate a business. I don't care what your business is without social media. That being said, not every person needs to be on every platform. I have customers that are only on Twitter because that's where their, their customer bases. I have customers that are only in LinkedIn. I have customers that are on Instagram and LinkedIn and in. Facebook and they're Pinterest all
2: different, and, yeah. Yeah, they're all different targeted audiences but, and everything like that, but so make sure
3: that it. you know where your audience is because yeah. you're just taking a stab at And remember social media, social. So we used to, so those of us that are older used to do business on the golf course and in the bar. Now oh, yeah. you're doing that on Instagram and then Facebook, but you still have to connect socially. People do not care what you are selling. I don't care what you sell. I don't care if you sell, cigars or makeup or clothing. I don't care what you sell. I want to know who you are. I'm connected. It's all about awareness also, a branding awareness. and it's branding, branding awareness. Branding. Knowing, knowing your who, what, where, when, why, and how, and making sure that follows through in every single thing you post. Your fired your Facebook yeah. page, it started out as your personal page that you're posting pictures of your kids and stuff. It's, sh- if, you're, if you own your own business, get that stuff off of your Facebook. Your Facebook has to be all about your business. Send your family email. Yeah, or have two accounts. Like a lot you of cannot have two do. accounts. That is illegal. That's against Facebook's terms of service. What I mean is a Facebook personal page and then a Facebook business page. Your, your personal page will still be seen by customers and can be still searched. Do not use it as your – don't cross your personal and your business.
2: Darn it. (laughs) I have had so much love and hate on social media pages. I started it. This is how I started my social media. Now we're on air. And then it's all, I think I mentioned it before in my old, old podcast. It started with, no, I don't want to be in social media. Um, And it started with Facebook. I have love and hate with that. My cousin, all the way from the other side of uh, the globe, you know, hasn't seen me for ages, for decades, um, and then asked me, like, oh yeah, I'm on Facebook, let's connect with you through Facebook for family, you know, so I can see what you do and all of this stuff, it was not for her, I would not be on Facebook today, because I start posting foods, and, you know, all of this little meaningless, um, uh, whatever I do, you know, that everyday habit and everything, just about me, right, and then suddenly, it's, Everybody, my husband at that time said, why are you taking pictures of your food? This was back in 2000, when Facebook just started about years later, and then I started getting on it. Um, You know, hoping that I can get connected with my family and friends, close friends, family, primarily family, relatives that I haven't seen for for decades. And then my husband said, ah, you're taking pictures again. I think that's kind of weird. And then people look at me. At that time, people still look at me when I'm taking pictures. Now you go over restaurants, you go Everybody's taking that. <laughs> He's like, What's
3: going on? I could have made a big business out of this, you know. I think we were all, we've all been doing it that long. But I, I highly suggest for anybody that really needs to connect with their family still on Facebook that you set up a closed group that's for your family that only your family has access to. So you set up a group a free group page for your family. And that's the only place your personal stuff gets, gets put because then it's not open to your clients because your personal Facebook page, when somebody searches for you, you are attached to your business page. Your business is reflected in every personal post that you put up. So make sure that your personal stuff is highly isolated and not for, and not for security reasons, other though, that is a concern, obviously, but really really more for business promotion purposes. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, people say, oh, eh, she's
2: doing this. And she said, yeah, it's all confusing, Miss And however, on the other hand, Twitter, I mean, I'm sorry, LinkedIn, for example, is a more business towards business clientele uh, platform for many of us. But although I've been seeing posts lately or, um, you know, just, just, post that's not even related to businesses and then I've gotten some women uh, um, you know friends of mine saying did you see that I've gotten so many come-ons, or so many I mean people are just doing I, I've got a lot of pickups and I mean now
3: he's being led I mean is that so I it's got it <laughs> LinkedIn, LinkedIn is actually ma- anyway. <laughs> LinkedIn is actually making some steps to prevent that um it is becoming spammy. A lot of people have given up with Facebook because Facebook is mean and horrible and nasty. And I roll my eyes at that. It is a free platform. People, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> so suck it up. I, I, I tell customers suck it up better cup and figure out how to deal with it. Um, but linked, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, that. Suck it up cup. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn has up until probably the last 60 days or so has been super professional. And, And that's where it should be. I have now gotten spanned with so many direct sales things and hit on too many times lately on LinkedIn and I've started reporting people. Um, And Facebook, I just whatever, and I let it go and I delete it and just move on. But on LinkedIn, I'm not, LinkedIn is a professional platform. It should be treated as such.
2: It should be treated as professional as well. I completely agree. Facebook, like I said, I have love and hate. Uh, relationship with that oh, love and hate mentality with Facebook. Yes, you're right, just delete it. I mean, it's just becoming inundated when you check it. And I don't do that, by the way. And sometimes it's like, okay, as a business person, should I be posting this more? How often? I did hire, before I forget, I want to mention this, hire a couple times a marketing um, uh, company who had taken over some of my business platform, um, you know, social
3: media. You know, Unfortunately, I see that way too often, and and part of that is a lot of people that say they're a marketing company and things like that are truly they're managers. They're not strategists. There's a lot of that out there, and there are people that say that are saying that they're strategists. Um, I I while I manage people's social media, I much it's much better to offer strategy and to sit down and work one on one with a client and help them come up with the types of posts they should be writing and how because nobody is going to represent your business until you get to the corporate level and you are, look, are a huge corporation. Nobody's right. going to represent your business as well as you are going to. Nobody can sound, like, what you. You nobody yourself, can sound like you. are. Exactly.
2: And I, I sat down and I've already given them a briefing and I said, this is what it looks like weekly. And I even have post recommended posting pictures, images, and everything like that, and narrative, the talking heads, everything. One of those two days, I, I woke up, and I just said, okay, I'm going to check. Oh, my God, this is not what we talked about. <laughs> I was a little bit mad, but it can be fixed. That's fine. All you have to do is delete, like you said, and then, you know, second time, third time, and then just went on and on. It's a waste of your time and money and energy. I might as well just do it yourself. And then have utilize all of these great uh, platforms such as Hootsuite or
3: uh, you know a scheduler of your social media posts. I, I also, I mean, I use Social Pilot to schedule things out. But I, I also Instagram specifically. I don't use it. I use it for reminders. I don't use it to actually um, schedule things out through because you're better to do things organically. Facebook posts. I write them all as drafts in there, just so they're all out of my head and written down. And then I go in and copy and paste them into Facebook's native scheduler. Uh, I really, I don't use things like that for actually scheduling. It's just my my brain dump space for social media because you're better off doing everything organically. And again, you're better off doing everything yourself. I'm not. Don't hire somebody else to write your content. Now, hiring somebody else to post it for you because you just don't have time to get it out there, that's one thing because you're you're still controlling that message. But again, that's something we offer to our clients, but I'd rather write the strategy and work with them on a good strategy and make sure that their brand voice, their focused branding is on point all throughout everything and let them really control that message.
2: Yeah. So... Your suggestions as well, not just on social media, but you, you, you are also a branding strategies. What are your uh, recommendations as far as like from personal branding, uh, corporate branding? It's, it's something that, but personal branding more so. I want to focus more on that for the listeners, women out there who are on the, you know, trying
3: to rebrand uh, themselves as well, um, you know. So, The biggest thing, again, like I was saying a few minutes ago, nobody cares what you're selling. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares what you're selling. People want to know your who. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Even if you aren't who you want to be now, who are you working towards being? Be transparent. Don't be too transparent. Um, Perfect example, I saw somebody post on a Facebook group about how she was struggling. Her father was in the hospital dying, but she needed to focus on her business. So this was more important right now than our. Don't share that on social media. You just look like a terrible person. That was horrible. Your, husband, your father is in the hospital dying. Go focus on him. Who cares about your social media? Let's be, don't be so transparent or too fake about it either. Because I, I hope, at least I hope, that that person was focusing on their father and wasn't just trying to use it as a sob story. Nobody wants a sob story. Share your who. Don't be overly emotional about it because emotion has no point place in business. Your business does not have an emotion to it. It is an inanimate object. Treat it as such. Um, but people want to know you and who you are. If you're having a bad day, tell everybody you're having a bad day. I, I'll post on Instagram. Man, today is the day of being a CEO sucks. Let me tell you. And but I'm very tongue in cheek about it. Um, uh, I post. I put, and this drives me crazy. I, I posted, a picture, I posted a picture on my Instagram like a month or two ago of my bra sitting on my desk next to me because I was still at my desk at eleven o'clock at night and I didn't want to be wearing a bra. And I sent it to my, <laughs> sent it to my team members and they're like, "Ha ha! You should post that on Instagram because that's real CEO life. You're still at your desk. You want to be comfortable." So I posted. I got like five hundred likes on that stupid picture. I was like, "Why can't all my pictures get this money likes?" Um, but share your the real part of being you, being who you are but you got to share your, how, how do you do what you do? How are you working through owning a business? How are you promoting yourself? Talk about it. People want to know how you're working through what you're doing. So you've got your, who Your are what, what, what are you doing it every day? Yeah. So it could what, be exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're selling Mary Kay, great that you're what, but you don't have to talk about only Mary Kay. You could talk about what, what you're selling, why you like that product. Mm-hmm why it's so fun to you, what you are playing with today, um, experiment, be you, use your Instagram stories, use your Facebook stories for those really casual things. Where, where are you in life? Where are you in, in your sales process? Where are you in your marketing process? Where are you selling things from? Are you selling from the beach? Are you selling from your bedroom? Are you selling from your closet? Cause you're hiding from your 5 year olds? are you sitting in your closet eating a candy bar because you're hiding from your children I mean people uh, want to know these things believe it or not they really they're the, truth, the,
2: truth. the, the uh, authentic you the authentic you now there's a caveat on what you say all of this list uh, list of things there's a, a tremendous stigma right as we already know on social media that certain you know we talk about women again um, that we women have to be in some way you know act and so, you know, we roll our eyes on that every time we're in the subject, correct? Mm-hmm. So be, be authentic, be original, because people more accept. Now, with the, with the lady that you said, uh, you, well, my father is dying and everything, and then she's telling a soft story. How do, you, how do you
3: respond to that? Again, there is no, your business is not, your business is an inanimate object. It does not have emotion to it. Yes, you are a business owner. You have emotion attached to you. However, the minute that crosses into your business, and you try to tug on people's heartstrings like that, that is just, that's horrible. Uh,
2: Like, ah,
3: yeah. That's That's horrible. Yeah, are you you just looking for... To me, that tells me that, one, she doesn't value herself, she doesn't value her business, and she doesn't value her customers. Right, okay. There is a certain amount of being authentic that... And I don't care if you're a female or a male, I've had the same conversation with men and women. Do not share your dirty laundry, people. Okay. Um, just like you don't want somebody to be talking about their horrible divorce and flinging mud at the person on Facebook or whatever. Just like you don't want to see that. You don't want to see people doing those kinds of things in their social media posts and in their business either.
2: Yeah, you're gonna have to pick and
3: choose some of that selectively and then... Does it match your brand? It, what are you discussing? Are, does it match anything to do with your business? I mean, me showing my bra on Facebook um, was literally me talking about the fact that I, it is a 1030 at night. I've been sitting here since 5 a.m. I am still working and I'm working hard at creating a new system for a client or writing social media posts or uh, whatever it is I'm doing. That was me. That was still absolutely on brand for me. Right. But whatever we do,
2: just like everything else in life, it has to be done in moderation.
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Just you like know, I
3: mean, you pound he's... of chocolate today. You also don't want to be all about the emotion, emotional side of anything today. You don't want to be all about the se- selling this one product today. You you want to sprinkle. And I I jokingly, well, I have actually I have my personal branding course for a while. I called it fairy training, learning how to sprinkle your fairy dust mm-hmm. online without looking like an online troll and. I um, like that, on my role. Yes, <laughs> because you don't want to look like that. You want to be seen as sprinkling your message and very light and pretty and joyful in your business. Right, right.
2: Tell us a little bit about the, um, I, I love that statement, the signature that you had put out on your
3: website about above the clouds. Tell me how come up with that. Well, my mindset so I have been picked on for my mindset for a long time. Now, mind you, I didn't start like this. Again, I had a very tragic beginning. I was a very, very negative person for years, afraid of my own shadow, all of those things. And I, I had this wonderful woman say to me, you know, Danielle, you are, you are responsible for how you react to your situation. And there are a million quotes out there about this. And only you can change your story. And she gave me a bucket. It was just positivity quotes. And it was like, you know, one of those little tiny pocket ones that you can, but that really, her saying that to me, and she said it in a very harsh way, let me tell you, um, really made a big difference to me, though, because you're right. You Only you can control how you're going to, I don't care how bad your day is. If you can step back and go, okay, that was a bad situation. Why was it bad? What can I do to change it? If the answer is nothing, then why am I still worrying about it? If the answer yeah. is, well, I could have done this, this and this. Okay. Let's think about how you're going to change that next time and move on. Is the way, how you respond. Cause like anything, it's how else. you respond to everything. And I actually am, I start, I have a mindset challenge that I've done. I've been working on and worked with many of my team members on for the last year or so. And, um, it's, today was step one in turning that into a full book. Turning the minds. I'm combining who every piece of who I am into a book in and into a workbook for business owners of well how mindset changes and how it can empower your business, how planning empowers your business, how marketing empowers your business and how to combine it all. And into, because you can't, Your mindset can be good, but if your business processes suck, it's not going to do you any good. That law of attraction stuff that's out there, I very much believe in it. But if your mindset and your processes and planning don't back it up, law of attraction is not going to do you any good. I'm sorry. There is no magic sauce. And I talk about there is no magic sauce. Hard work, being determined, and working at it. Notice work is in there more than once. I mean, it's all about the hard work and what you're going to put into it.
2: Right, right. It's all about that. There's no secret sauce. You're right about that. There's, <laughs> no, hard about- work. There's, no, There's no shortcuts in life. And a lot of people, you know, that's why entrepreneurs, um, small businesses, entrepreneurs fail. I, I don't know what the statistics these days, but, you know, in four years, they, they think, okay, we're going to do this. They have no strategic. They have no uh, planning, uh, something that they can follow through. And then, of course, with the investment, um, you know, On these technologies and everything, so complicated. So you you just need services like yours, right? You're offering right now that you can share with us, the listeners out there.
3: I actually have um um masterminds that I'm going to be starting beginning of March. We are going to be working with women who truly want to strengthen their business, both mind with mindset, accountability, planning. Pure strategy, building, out, really building out the backbone of their business through all of the pieces that make you, you, social media and marketing, all of the pieces that make you, you. Um, we're going to be uh, doing only 10 women at a time for each mindset course, um, mastermind course, excuse me, and really diving in. It's me and my business partner who, again, is a project manager. So she she, she has, she's a bit more analytical than I am. Even though I, I am pretty logical, she's a lot more logical than I am. So between the two of us, we we are going to support business owners not only through the weekly calls, but we're going to have a Slack channel, um, daily accountability emails that will go out keeping track of each other and really keeping each other on track so that women um, who are struggling with their businesses can really move to that next level and have that huge, strong, sharp, tight backbone to... Uh, Get their businesses where they want to go and not fail. There are so many women fail at their businesses that we want to create that confidence and that strength that they need to keep moving. What's the timeline on that? We are Um, gonna it's gonna be a three-month mastermind. Okay, uh, and you will actually still get you're going to get full six months of support via Slack from us. So even once the mastermind is done, there will be three months of follow up and being able to connect with one another. Uh, and keep track of one another and keep each other on task and and really be able to follow up. Uh, The first one of these that we did, uh, we actually had uh, the same group of women that took the first cycle of it uh, actually signed up for a second cycle of it. So we've been building out this mastermind has been a lot of fun for us. uh, And some of the changes in the women in their businesses and them themselves has been amazing to watch and be part of. Great. Any other
2: upcoming uh, ventures, exciting plans? I think you mentioned about workbook. Uh, yes, is that available?
3: On a workbook. The workbook is hopefully going to be released. Uh, I'm going to be releasing it via, for Kindle and for GoodNotes specifically, so you can actually work in the workbook. Uh, those of us that are on iOS devices love GoodNotes. Um, so you can work in the workbook right along and, and keep moving ahead. And I hope. Uh, I'm waiting to hear about how my first draft is and how many changes I need to make. So hopefully by May, it'll be up.
2: Great. And if I may offer information or refer you, obviously your services to others, uh, seeking something like this, how can we
3: reach you your website, social media? So social media, you can find me personally um, on social media. I'm Danielle underscore rockstar underscore CEO on Instagram. I am uh B Boss Girl. Everywhere else, we are B Boss Girl Agency on Facebook, and our website is BeBossGirl.com. And you can schedule appointments. We offer free strategy sessions, fifteen minute strategy sessions. Uh, and just reach out. You can also just contact me everywhere. I have a chat bot on my website, so you can just chat with me there.
2: You have a Facebook group,
3: right? You said yes, we do. We have B Boss Girl, uh, and it is just called be Boss Girl. It's a face. We have a. It's a free Facebook group. Supporting Women Entrepreneurs. Okay, great. So I'm going to try to follow you there too. Right. So time flies when you are
2: having too much fun. I keep looking at the clock. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) We cover so many different areas, and I really would like to uh, probably get you back again soon here if uh, you are available. I know you're such a busy person Okay, great. So thank you for joining and sharing uh, all of these valuable advices and services that you're
3: extending. I think any last words before I wrap this all up? Thank you very much for having me, first of all. And I am so thankful that people like you are out here doing things like this because I don't have time to do this too. So I, I love that there's other women out here supporting those of us that are out here doing this and I can't wait. I am excited to see who else is up next after me so I can keep listening.
2: <laughs> oh, thank you, Daniel. It's such, a, it's such a joy to just listen and then uh, share your um, compelling story and experiences and skills as well. You know, um, I don't have time to do this too, but I've been wanting to do this for the longest time to have more of a focused topic with women. So I try to put this together for this year and I'm excited, um, you know, many women, signed up and submitted their bios and everything. And it's just the more that I spend time with all of you is the more that I'll learn that we we should collaborate even even more, you know, in this in this whole thing in the universe because that's what makes us stronger. Yeah. Right? right. And for our listeners, if you enjoy this, listen to this podcast, please do please do post and share this podcast to Everyone, share it, like it, tweet it, at Facebook, like it. I think Danielle will agree to this. You know all the fancy stuff that you do all every day. Get it, the word out there. Feed your soul and feed the souls of your friends and others around you. Don't forget to subscribe also and join our community here. Thank you once again, Danielle. I am Nikki Deere, your host. Please stay safe, stay vigilant. Until next episode on We Talk, collaborate, not competition. From my passion to yours, I'm Nikki Dara. God bless. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you.
1: You have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. She also offers both private and group classes and firearms training, and handgun, rifles, and shotgun for individuals and families and home invasion scenarios, and her other outdoor activities and her passion for fitness and upcoming classes. Follow her on LinkedIn and her social media, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Pinterest, and Facebook. Or simply watch her tutorial videos. You can subscribe to her YouTube channel, Nikki Dare. All about her books and inspirational quotes can be found on her website, books.nickydare.com. Check out her newest website, travel.nickydare.com, for all travel resources, savings, and tips. Her calendars, both of living in purpose and passion, as well as her exclusive edition of Firearm Safety, are available for order on her website, nickydare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, living in purpose and passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare.